This is the Canines for Camo podcast, episode nine. I'm Lisa Hamblin. Stay tuned for a training tip from John Lopez at the end of this episode. I'm with Canines for Camo. I'm here to pick up several charcuterie boards. Springfield has two Hy-Vee markets. I was going to ask you, do I need to get one? You think, okay, I'll go grab one. I'm in one of them on a Thursday afternoon. See if I do you can... have any other shopping you need to do? I don't. Okay. Um, I can go put these in my car first okay. and then come back. I was going to say, I can just go run and grab another car real quick. And... and we'll do it together? Okay, perfect. Thank you. I'm picking up food for a fundraiser to benefit canines for camo. It's one of the biggest we'll have this year. The location for the event is 4x4 Brewing Company. Can you go out with me because it is starting to rain? When I arrive, Executive Director Joy Weiss is handling last minute details. Won't you pull right up here? Will you hold that real quick and let's stick it underneath? Yeah. This food, Hy-Vee does a really, really good job. For tonight to be a success, potential donors who said they would come will have to show, hopefully with checks in hand. How much is our match? Canines for Camel board president, Taylor Hayes, has worked hard to get people in the door. I am Taylor Hayes, board president, currently of Canines for Camo. Welcome everyone. There's a silent auction. A really cool Yeti dog bowl with the Canines for Camo. And Canines founder John Lopez brought support dog Banks. After I'm done talking, I'm gonna show you some of his task training and show you what, how he helps his uh, veteran. Banks is currently training with his veteran Jim Fight. You can listen to their story in episode eight. wants this group to understand the importance of donating, especially tonight, because there's the potential for a match. The Posture Foundation's helped us. They've helped us with two dogs so far, and they have done a $3,750 match. So everybody, get your checkbooks out tonight. That's um, They're going to match that if we can raise that. We also have another match tonight from Old Root for $6,000 as well. So we've got um, several checks that have already been handed to us. Thank you. Taylor mentioned the Plaster Foundation. It's the charitable foundation that stepped up to provide tonight's match. Robert Plaster is well known in the Ozarks for starting Empire Gas, one of the largest retail gas distributors in the nation. He sold the company in 1996, but invested in all kinds of enterprises afterwards. It just so happens his granddaughter is here with us tonight. My name is Samantha Cooper. Essentially what I do with the foundation is I'm on one of their committees that is actually called the uh, Community Engagement Team. Gotcha. And so we bring out a lot of the smaller projects to the board saying, okay, well, we've, we've looked through a lot of these foundations or these companies or projects, usually 5013Cs, uh-huh. and we weed them out on which ones we really think need to be helped. Samantha's support is critical. She learned about Canines for Camo and took our mission to the executive board. 
I asked her why this charity stood out. This is the first one that I was actually able to pull all the way through with the foundation and get it approved, and it's been really wonderful. I really like having just, I've always had the hospitality mentality for my grandma. And so it's like, okay, I wanna figure out who I can help, how I can help them the best, make sure people are fed, make sure people are helped, you know, the vets need the help especially. And so it's been amazing to be able to help them. And my grandfather was always wanting to help the ones that really needed the help. We try to space it out a little bit. And on a lot of the smaller projects, we just do a small project with. We have different tiers of levels that we work with. And so this is just one of our smaller projects. And essentially what we're doing is we're going to, to do the amount of training for two dogs and just have it go towards just to dogs, not towards anything else. It just goes towards the training. And it's the amount for two dogs worth. And then what we're doing is we're also gonna go for a match and try to get other people involved in it and say, hey, we're doing this amount extra. Can you go ahead and match that too? See if you can get up to that amount. So when you got this idea and pitched it to the board, did you have to go in and make a presentation? I did. How, I how did. did they receive you when you went in with that? I mean, how, how did they do? I had some that joked around because whenever I did the proposal, I was just like, well, it's be worth two dogs and then half amount for one dog training. And they're like, how do you donate to one dog? <laughs> or two and a half dogs. Two and a half, yeah. <laughs> what about, where's that half dog? Yeah. And I was like, it's for the training the of the amount. Yeah. Half the amount of training. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a dollar figure, people. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I said, it's just a fun way to look at it is the amount of dogs. It's just that amount of training, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I, I just got so much information from them that they were all so excited yeah. about it and being that we found vets and dogs and even inmates all in one mm-hmm. has been amazing. So when you do a fundraiser it takes several days before you really know how you performed, what kind of money came in. I wanted to give Joy Weiss a little time to see how we did, and we got together several days later at a coffee shop that's along a bike trail. All right, Joy. It's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're done with the fundraiser, and how late did the fundraiser go? Um, so we were there till about 8. Okay, yeah. so like 5 to 8 or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you say it was a good fundraiser? It was. It was very successful. Um, First of all, we had lots of dogs come to visit. And in my book, when a dog comes to your event, you've (laughs) had total success. Um, But truthfully, uh, it was a wonderful fundraiser. Um, We ended up raising right around $29,000 for Canines for Camo. Um, We had actually been fortunate enough to start with a donation from the Robert W. Plaster Foundation of 15,000. So Mm. that kicked us off for the evening. Um, And then we ended up with two matching donations as well, um, a $6,000 donation from um, Old Root 66 Wellness, and then um, a $3,750 match from the Plaster Foundation again. Um, So in addition to what everyone who came that evening donated, um, we had a wonderful figure and uh, a successful event as far as outreach as well. Uh, A lot of new people who are interested in fostering and volunteering Mm -hmm. and giving their time in many different ways. 
I did speak with Samantha Cooper and she uh, explained kind of what it was like to go in and pitch for canines mm -hmm. to the executive board and talk to them about the mission and um, she said that people were pretty quickly on board just based on well the fact that three lives are saved we always talk Absolutely. about that three lives are saved and the inmate part of it was sort of a bonus that they really weren't expecting they were mostly um, interested in the veteran mm -hmm. part you know the mm -hmm. fact that veterans really benefit so much um, what was her impression? I assume you spoke with her too. Mm -hmm. What was her impression as, you know, with the, with the event and, and kind of what she felt, cause I'm sure she, she learned more about canines sure. that night. Sure. So I think, um, one of the things, um, from her perspective, in my understanding and from others too, is that, um, having the event at a place like four by four, it's just a lot of fun. It's mm -hmm. laid back. It's chill. You feel like you can come and go right after work and really enjoy yourself. And, actually learn about the organization from someone one-on-one. -on -one. You know, sometimes you go to the bigger events and you hear a speech, but you don't always get the time to sit down and talk to a board member or someone who's involved. And that's the beauty of those smaller events is you can really ask your questions and learn how you can actually be plugged in and involved. For sure. Yeah, she was, she's a devotee. <laughs> she's Absolutely. on board. <laughs> Absolutely. And we appreciate what she brings to the table, you know, just like everyone brings something different. And so I'm grateful for her support for yeah. sure. So with this raising of $29,000, does, does that go mostly just to the overall budget to keep canines operating? Um, I know that she told me that her donation was strictly for a dog. Correct. Correct. Um, and so the goal of this fundraiser, the way that we put it out there, was to raise the funds specifically for dog veteran teams. So the idea of this funding is that it will be earmarked particularly for those dogs. Um, you know, and it costs us about $7,500 per dog. So the idea is that we can say, hey, we raised enough for X number of dogs from this event or mm -hmm. X number of dog veteran teams from this event. So, And if people do have questions about the budget and how, how Canines is funded and where does that mm -hmm. money really go, how can they learn something like that? If they were to call you, I mean, sure. is that a conversation you have with a, a donor? I'd be happy to. And our treasurer as well, um, he is excellent at answering any of those questions. So we can always connect a donor um, with our executive team to help answer those questions. Um, you know, Canines is pretty, like everything we do, we try to make the most of our funds as much as possible. So, you know, when we talk about this money going straight to training a dog, yes, it does, but it's also going to you know their care their you know their food their maintenance those other things too so it's not necessarily just particularly going to their trainer or their you know for their training it's to all the things that are combined for their for their training at the start of this episode I talked about ending each episode with a training tip something to help people who might be listening deal with issues related to their own pets. So today I tapped into John Lopez and asked him, what do I do when I open the front door and I'm afraid my dog will run out? So most people try to train the, the opening of the door. So a dog is way too excited at that, at that state. So anytime you're solving a behavioral issue like extreme excitement with dogs and doorbells, you have to solve the trigger. 
And so the first thing I do is I would put them on leash in the house, having someone ring the doorbell outside. And I would just continue to calm them, them down until they're basically at a one calmness. I don't even open the door until I've solved the trigger of the doorbell. Then I'll slowly open the door because sometimes the trigger is opening the door a crack or six inches and then they get excited. So you have to really pay attention to uh, what state of mind the dog is in, what creates the excitement, you know, of making them want to run. And so solving the uh, excitement of the doorbell and excitement of the door opening first, then turning, claiming the door and having them give space is easier. Uh, but if you try to just open it when they're in an extremely excited state, they're either going to run out or jump on your guest or whatever you're trying to prevent uh, because you haven't solved the trigger. This podcast is a production of Canines for Camo, a nonprofit who serves those who served us. We see every day how canines empower our veterans to re-enter the world with renewed confidence and security. Please see our Facebook page or go to caninesforcamo.org to make a donation.